Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Morning, everybody. It's episode 46 of Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life. Hashtag Haustel. And it's uh, Simon here. It's Laura. Morning. Morning. It's a very grey morning. It's uh, damp. It's not rained. It's just 10 to 9. Saturday 25th of September, 17 degrees up here in Hill. Don't feel cold. It doesn't feel too bad, no. It, uh, it does look like it's going to rain right now, but it did look a little bit like this yesterday, and then the sun came out, so who knows. They're reckoning it's going to rain from about 5 till 8 o'clock tonight, but we'll see. Uh, squirrels walking across the garden from my vantage point of the toilet this morning. Oh, I missed that. He was hopping around. I chucked him some nuts out, some sort of vinegar nuts, but he's not reappeared. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they eat. I'm pretty sure they don't. <laughs> so let's go back to yesterday. Starting with, I finished the Bob Mortimer audio book yesterday. Yeah. It's called And Away, which is what they say when they let the fishes go. Yeah. In, what's it called? Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing. Yeah. Finished the audiobook, yes, it's brilliant. I've tried not to tell you anything about it okay. because there's so much I want to tell you about it. I wish you'd listen to it at the same time so we could talk about it. I'm I, still reading in my fake murder mystery book. <laughs> I thought you'd have gone on to true crime after our recent escapades. It's brilliant, 10 out of 10. Such a comforting read, such a funny read, such a sad read. Yeah, 
Oh, I yeah. wanted the book. And I still, I think if I might buy the books, it's just one of the books. I think it'd be a comfort to have around and it's got the pictures in. That's why, that's when audio books let you down, biographies. Ah, uh, yeah. Because you don't get the pictures. Yeah. Whenever it's a biography, you get them pictures from when they were eight. And, and so yeah. it's, it's one I'd quite like on shelf. But anyway, get it. It's called And Away. I'd recommend the audio books to listen to Bob reading. It's very, it's like, I mean, considering he's had open heart surgery, it's very open heart the way he talks about everything. Very good. Okay, looking forward to it. Uh, as you remember from yesterday, an emotional start to the day, emotional start to the podcast. You made a lot of mums cry yesterday by yeah, crying I yourself. Bad. So I've, I'm not crying today because I feel like I've, I've done a couple of days of crying on the podcast and <laughs> I think I need to give people a break. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they're tuning in for to see what, what time you're going to go. <laughs> uh you were a bit frustrated yesterday morning uh, when you were emotional because you weren't getting the messages, were you? No, they didn't come till about half ten-ish. Um, I'd been left unread from eight till half ten. It's... <laughs> eight, eight p.m. the day before, by the way. We've just had a pre-pod chat about this and it is impossible to tell teenagers how much they're messing stuff up and getting them to listen. It's the circle of life. I did it... My dad told me I'd regret it. I regretted it. I've said to Leo, my dad told me I'd regretted it and I regretted it. Now I'm telling you, you'll regret these mistakes and you're going to ignore me. It's the circle of life. <laughs> and he didn't look up from his phone when I said it. But <laughs> you were a bit gutted, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. But the same thing happening has happened today, really. I, he needed money. Well, he didn't need money, but now everywhere uses the contactless yeah so so we'd, he had cash but he didn't have money in his bank so i had to transfer some money into his bank so he could use his card yeah did that for him thanks very much and then i sent him another message and never heard from him again you sent the emotional one i sent him an emotional one and yeah left you on gray he's left me on gray so he's got his money what an asshole gone out <laughs> left me on grey so I'm doing that thing again checking all night you know and the hardest thing is you know he's on his four he's this he's become he, he never was until he got a girlfriend but he's become the phone guy now he's yeah. on his phone all the no time way he's like not it. on his phone from 8pm the day you before you know it so but yeah that's that's pretty annoying it's annoying it's sad from your point of view I can see why it's hurting you so much from my point of view I was an 18 year old lad Although I'll say this, when I was 19, I went to do Camp America and I wrote to my mum from America, big, long airmail letters, par avion, remember that? <laughs> I wrote huge letters to my parents, at least weekly, like in diary yeah, form, yeah, yeah. saying everything no, that was going on. I went travelling and I did the same thing. And that's writing letters, yeah, by the way. which is a lot more of an effort than replying to a text. So I loved doing it's, it. It's a lot easier for these guys Yeah, with the mobiles, you know. He's got a talk coming. Yeah. But it's it's a minefield because we're on a plane in two days and you don't want to upset him, but he needs a bit of life lesson business before we leave. Yeah. You know, in the same way that he's never going to fold his jumpers and T-shirts like we talked about yesterday. Yeah. He's never going to, but this is a bit more important. I don't I don't care if his clothes are creased. He's going to have creased relationships if he doesn't sort himself out. He's always been rubbish with the replying to texts, even 
pre-uni he's always been rubbish but but now we've seen him doing it we've seen him doing it with a girlfriend and we've seen him doing it with all his new uni friends for the last six months yeah. he's been on that phone and you need a piece of that pie well it's the only thing i've got isn't it like it'll, you know once we're back in dubai yeah it's the only thing you've got <laughs> no i meant from him now honey is back in dubai we did hear from her because if there's one thing honey does like to do it's talk about herself she went to mama mia she went on a sort of date a preliminary yeah she got invited by a lad to mama mia at dubai i think they're, I think they're just friends yeah she sent us some pictures she was all jazzed up yeah. Very they, smart. They were, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. Smarter than we've ever looked at Dubai Opera. Yeah. <laughs> remember, I've been to Dubai he Opera in tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, he went full tux and she went for the black dress, so... Yeah. They looked lovely. But yeah, she said it was great. She said it was the uh, the cast that we saw in London. Which is good, because we enjoyed it. So we had... It was a weird old morning yesterday. We got those messages. We'd got the sort of tension... You know, like I said to you, don't message Leo, don't start the day messaging Leo because then he's not messaging you because he wants to, he's messaging you because he feels like he has to. And then we tried to plan the day because it's me, you and Betsy Pearl. Yeah. I want her to have the best time while she's here. And she's been fantastic on this trip. So we started looking at activities. Well, guess what? Every single one of them shut. Yeah. We looked at steam railways around the area. Adventure parks. And, yeah. Animal parks. Kids theme parks. Everything closed. But you know all that Betsy wants is a park. Yeah. And when I say a park, I don't mean a rolling country park with deer in it like you and I want. She wants a park where there's swings and a climbing frame. That's all she wants. Yeah. Yeah. So we drove into Bristol and... I think you were already doing it, but I insisted you looked for a cheaper car park. Cause I was already on it. I paid, it's, it, you know when you catch a fish and it gets bigger every day? I paid £70 for parking the day before. <laughs> no, I paid 37 quid for parking the day before. Which is... Too much. Yeah, way too much. So we parked in Cabot Circus and I'm a bit sad pulling in because the express test... Uh, no swabs there for flying back where we've got to have us fit to fly tests tomorrow yeah and when I saw the sign it made me realise how close we are to going back to Dubai so if a car park can make you feel melancholy it certainly did yesterday yeah totally parked up if you've ever parked in that car park you'll know the bridge I'm talking about there is a bridge from that car park into the Cabot Circus shopping precinct and the bridge is designed like an optical illusion why the hell would you design a bridge to make people who have vertigo like me? The floor me? isn't flat, though. Right. It feels like you're on a... Is it called a camber? Like a slope curving round. A bit like the end of a velodrome. But then the walls are all square, but then each each next bit is slightly twisted. So it looks like you're looking through a twisty tunnel. Yeah. And as you're walking along there, I felt sick. I felt like I was being pulled to one side yeah, of the no, bridge, no, like I was going to fall off. Like it was on a slant. It was. It, I'm not saying everybody must feel like that when they walk through it, but <laughs> it made me both ways. We went through it. I felt sick. <laughs> what idiot commissioned that? It looks great. Yeah. You know, but there's plenty of places for art in Bristol, not uh, crossing bridges above busy roads. <laughs> uh, walk through Cabot Circus, 
and uh, called into a place called the Arcade. We found a really kooky card shop, which had some of the best cards I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Betsy was... Really funny. Very rude. Very Bristol. Yeah. All the subjects. Uh, you want to buy a couple of little cards for a couple of emotional messages, which will probably not even get read. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a mum. Uh, we had a chat to a fellow in a key cutting shop. My fault again. Uh, mentioned Dubai. I don't know where this guy was from, but he, d he knew a bit of Arabic. So we had a bit of Arabic back and forth. I'm like, my little girl's coming in in a minute. She's really good at Arabic. Betsy walks in and went, I forgot it all. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> She'll sing. If you, in Dubai, if you said to her, sing the national anthem, sing happy birthday, count to 10, ask me a question in Arabic. She does it all. She just stood there and went, nah, like she'd never been there. Yeah, she just got <laughs> a total mental block, didn't she? She just... So, um... Hats off to the education system in Dubai. It's working a treat. <laughs> uh, we went in a vintage shop called Sobeys, which was a good vintage shop. Yeah, it was less vintage, more, you know, like... The, so Charity. What, no, no, no. Because I, I think of a vintage shop as like a, basically an expensive charity shop. For me, it's a charity shop with an extra zero and exactly everything. Exactly that. But this wasn't like that. This was somebody had made a dress out of some wild material like yeah. wacky material and then and they repeated the dress yeah. several times in different types of material which is cool but there was all the things like shell suits and old tracky tops and denim and granddad suits that you get in vintage charity shops I found some cord dungarees that I loved but they were a bit they would have fit me they were absolutely massive and I'm saying well try them on <laughs> and there's three change rooms and we said to the girl can we should try them on Ah oh, no, yeah, you can't use changing rooms well. a minute. But we do have a returns policy. Everywhere's saying that. Now I know it's COVID and that, but come yeah, but on. Surely trying it in the shop rather than taking it out to your home. Yeah. Trying it on at home and then bringing it back is worse. Yeah. That 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 doesn't make doesn't make sense to me. So no vintage was bought. No. And then we walked up a round corner and ended up outside Primark. Now, as we rounded that corner, and by the way, there was no way in, on earth that I were going to go in Primark, and I don't think you wanted to. As we rounded the corner, we could hear the beat of drums. Yeah, like a marching band. Like a march. Yeah. Didn't know what was going on. We turned the corner. Hundreds of people, tons of police, cars, police on bikes, police yeah. on foot. And one like, aye, aye, it's kicking off here, what's this? So we sped up to catch up with the protest or march or whatever it was yeah and as we got closer to them we realized it was extinction rebellion who are huge at the minute these are the ones who are blocking the m25 but the hs is it hs2 the speed train right project? The, yeah we basically the heart's in the right place i think they're well they're, they're trying to save the planet well yeah it was a peaceful protest and uh, I read up on it and apparently for, for two weeks they're basically going to big cities yeah. and doing these peaceful protests at each city and then the, the entertainment, they're doing different forms of entertainment right. to, to attract people, which it did. Like, And I burst into tears. That genuinely happened. <laughs> so I'm taking photographs and videoing it for me Insta and I've got, you know, so I've got some stuff for podcasting for memories. I turn around, you're in floods of tears. <laughs> I'm like, what's the matter? And you went, what did you say? Well, no, I found it really moving and 
all I, I actually just wanted to join in. Well, they're our kind of people. Yeah, and I, I think, and I wanted to get Betsy's hand because there were other kids in the march and so many things, like different emotions and feelings and thoughts came into my head at that point. Like, I thought, this is where I need to be. Yeah. Like, I had that feeling of, these are my people. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, you're right. And, and I know that sounds a bit hippie-ish and stupid, but, you know, like... I am. Um, we all often have discussions about this, the whole saving the planet thing, and obviously Ethics. we're vegetarian and all that stuff. And then in that point, I thought I need to become a vegan as well. Yeah, which we have said if we talk- lived here, the range of food here, we could become vegans Much on quicker, day one. Yeah, um, because there's everything we'd need. And I, I thought this is what our children need to be part of because they need to have freedom of speech, which they don't get well here's the thing in dubai there's a lot of surface work on this where you bring your plastic bottles in and you do a bit about saving the planet at school but it's not visceral it's not real i mean they're saying the right things to the kids but that thing yesterday well it's that was about the the pollution now let's face it unfortunately the way dubai runs it's there's a lot of pollution the, uh, the UK there is also a lot of pollution but I world think, over yeah but I think the difference is you're allowed to do these marches you're allowed to do these protests and I I just thought gosh I I need to this is me I need to be part of this yeah and I just yeah and I just it, I wanted to go along with them I don't know why we didn't I don't know why we didn't yeah. make a decision to do it because I think for Betsy Pearl there was kids in there in the little clown dungarees uh, you know, with a little mini dreadlocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would have been a great thing. Well, Betsy was asking questions. Like, she said, well, why... But then why are the police there? Because, obviously, yeah. you know, and I was trying to explain that they're there in case there's any trouble. Yeah. You know, and and I was explaining what a peaceful protest is. And, and obviously, at school, the children do a lot about things about saving the planet and stuff like that. And I think now more than ever, you know... And then... Like I say, one of the things that they're protesting against is was this this uh, speed train, and um, which I did sign the petition against months ago. Yeah. So, and I'm always signing petitions for animal rights and things like this. So, yeah, I I just found it all a bit. It was overwhelming, but it was really great to see as well. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. You know. So from there. We walked up the Christmas steps again. And as I pointed out on an Insta story video yesterday, why are we always walking up the Christmas steps <laughs> and not down the Christmas steps? I was really breathless. We only went up the first set, which is big enough, because apparently there's three, two more. Yeah. We walked up there, and uh, a lot of people around. The cake shop was open at the bottom. It yeah, really it was, nice. it was a lot more open today, uh, yesterday. And then we carried on walking up hills. Uh, I've written down where we walked. I think it's called Park. I can't read. It was right. Park View. Park View and Charlotte Street, uh, leading us up to Brandon Hill Park, which is one. It's so far, I think, is my favourite place in Bristol. It was a stunning park. We started at the top. Yeah. We went up to Cabot Tower, which is, it was built, I think in the 1800s, and it was built to honour the 400th anniversary 
of this fella Cabot sailing oh, from right. Bristol to Canada. Now, obviously, Canada wasn't Canada then, but he'd sailed and found this new land. and That's where this Cabot comes from. So this is why Cabot's name is all over Bristol's famous mariner. Um, if you've never been, and if you do get down this way, Cabot Tower itself is closed. You can normally climb up it for free, but it's closed probably because of COVID. But even when you get up there, you wind up through these mazy little steps and these little paths through bushes and there are fish ponds and there are beautiful cascading waterfalls. Yeah, it's there really pretty. goldfish in there. There's lily pads and frogs everywhere. It's gorgeous. And and all around it, there are, again, there are people sat in little groups on their own, eating their lunch, just in, like on the grass, on benches. It's From Leo's accommodation, it's about a 10, 15 minute walk right yeah and i thought to myself this is where i'd be coming whenever i need to clear my head because the panorama of the city and the surrounding area on a clear day like it was yesterday and it was sunny beautiful day again outstanding and yeah it's my favorite place in bristol and it was full of squirrels the squirrel whisperer was yep. again we and today we are taking a bag of food <laughs> bread whatever it is that you're taking your nuts yeah because yesterday Bristol's got the friendly squirrels anywhere in the world. They will come up. <laughs> They're curious. They'll come within a foot of you. I mean, Betsy had one right on her hand yesterday. Yeah. But she had nothing to give it. And then she's upset because they, they hang around for a bit and then they're like, what? You think I'm just here to hang out? And then they're off. So today we're taking some food out with us. Google what squirrels eat in a minute. And then we worked our way down the hill. Which I was, I was quite sad to go down because I was enjoying it so much. We did we did go to the park bit. You didn't is... do a roly-poly on that hill and it's the steepest hill, the greenest, steepest hill. I'm really surprised. I know, and even Betsy did say, Mummy. You've changed. Hill rolling. But it's because when I did it the other day, it made me feel so sick and giddy. Yeah. But the other thing yesterday is, and you mentioned about feeling out of breath. I, and we've said this many times, but we've suffered with long COVID and... Just on the odd days, I get really, really breathless. And like, You're off all day, weren't you? Yeah, and I just couldn't breathe very well at all yesterday. So I just, I was struggling a bit in that way. Physically, I was yeah. struggling yesterday, which is, yeah, annoying. So Betsy played in the park. It's a strange little park because it was occupied by us and Betsy, by some muscle men doing chin-ups and playing R&B. Yeah, they've got the music on, tops off. Tops off, chin-ups bit of eye candy and uh, a bunch of well dickhead teenagers who were monopolizing the park and not letting Betsy come out things I think one of them said something to Betsy and upset her and you're just like come on guys yeah but again you sound like such a fuddy-duddy yeah and I, I wanted to kick him in <laughs> I had that dad feeling of but that's how people get stabbed in Britain isn't it <laughs> so I didn't all uh, she wanted to do was go on the swing. I know, so we had to wait for ages there when we had a quick go on the swing. It was wonderful. From there, we walked down to the river. Now, I don't know if it is a river. Is that a river? It's the quay. It's where the waterfront... Is that know, not part watershed. of the Avon? I don't know if it is, because there's canals and stuff. Whenever I look on a map, I can't find the names of it. But anyway, we walked down, weaved down cobbled streets and ended up opposite Brunel's SS Great Britain. Which is a magnificent ship, and it? it's huge. Yeah. Great bit of building. And then we walked back up towards town along the water, 
it were lovely. Yeah. They've got public toilets there, by the way, which are like space toilets. Very clean. clean portaloos. Portaloos, but they're like space-age portaloos. No qualms on going in there, I'll oh, tell really? you. And by this point, Leo had realised that not everybody wants to party all day, every day. His mates were all just like, oh, I don't want to do much today. I think, well, I think they were all doing their own thing. So yeah. he, was, he was sort of saying, what are you guys up to? Yeah. I don't think he really wanted to see us, but he didn't have anything better to do. Yeah. So he met us for lunch. We went to a place called The Stable, which is on that watershed thing where all the pubs are. Where It seems to be where we're ending up eating every day. And we ordered trendy pizzas, which I've got to say were too dry and very disappointing. I didn't mind mine. I had a katsu pizza, which was like a, almost like a Thai pizza. Leo had the same. It had the potential to be a brilliant pizza, but they skimped on toppings and it was too dry and too crispy. Very disappointing. <laughs> I love a good pizza. We've walked past there and you've seen people eating the pizzas and you, you I think you made the call. I'm not blaming you, but I was well, I was left uh, disappointed. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. No. I think you did. No, I'd said I fancy some pasta. That place to me looked like it was a pizza place, not really a pasta place. It you, had pasta on menu. Well, it had macaroni and cheese. But all different mac and cheeses, different flavours, which is pasta. But then we sat down and none of them, they were all off. Yeah. So a largely disappointing meal. Leo regaled us with stories of going to his first ever nightclub and how someone had had to pay for him on the... And a surprise to Leo's behaviour, he'd not paid for anything. His mate had bought him drinks all night. Um, yeah. So he's been to a nightclub for the first time. And just to make you feel more comfortable, he said somebody got bottled, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it sounded like he'd had a good time. He'd been up first in his flat. He wasn't sick, which is a plus. Yeah. Normally, normally he's being sick, so... But he had the meal and literally had his finished his drink and went, right, I've got to go and eat toilet. And I said, there's toilets in bar. Because yeah. I'm thinking, oh, we'll walk around town with him for a bit. Now nah, I'm going on. So he literally turned up, had the meal and left. <laughs> yeah, it was all a bit weird. Wasn't it weird? Yeah. Left me kind of feeling like maybe we should have just left it until Sunday when we said we were going to see him. You know, because you you want a bit more, don't you? Because these are the last couple of times we're going to see him. Mm. So, so yeah, that was that. And then we had... Uh, oh, hold on. We had crepes then, didn't we? We Bet, did. We went, went to Betsy's favourite. It's called the Bristol Crepe Kiosk. It is really good. Massive crepes folded into a little triangle shape. Yesterday we had Nutella and Crunchy. Crunch, honeycomb cr yeah. crunchy smashed up in it and i think they're worth the fiver yeah we sat there outdoors people watching oh. and there's a lot of people to watch it's a great people watching spot search your neck there's that many people to watch betsy and i sang a manic street preachers song a bit of together skin. according to betsy people liked it the new manic song and then a busker who'd earlier been in Cabot Circus, and he was good. He was very acoustic, very, I don't know, what would you say? I don't want to say Ed Sheeran. He was more, what's the guy who did Cannonball? 
Damien Rice. Yeah. He was a bit more Damien Rice, a bit more folky. And Well, he did a bit of Dylan, didn't he? Yeah. He was there, but then he was back next to the crep place. He turned up there with his... With his dog and his, his speaker. Dog. And I'd given Betsy some money to give him earlier on. But what I did is I snuck behind him. And I took a couple of pictures of him from behind yeah. as he was playing. And beautiful photos. I put one on my Instagram. And then in between songs, I showed him the pictures. I'd said to you previously, do you think I should email them to him? I'm going to sneeze. Here we go. Hold on. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Is it just a one Nope. <coughs> Two-er? <clears throat> Not the seven or eight we sometimes get, is it? No. Yeah, so I said to you, I'll, I'll text, I'm going to email him these pictures. And you went, he won't have an email. Because he had the look of a homeless. But he wasn't a homeless. Uh, he's got a really nice guitar and an amp. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was making between 100 and 200 quid a day. I, we saw a lot of people throwing money in. I reckon he's probably making closer to 200 quid a day. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think he probably is. If he's maybe he's not doing it every day. Maybe he only has to do it a couple of days a week. But he's making his money. Uh, Bristol seems very kind to a good busker. So anyway, I went over and I said, "Oh, I just took these photos here." I instantly went, "Oh, can you send them to me?" So I got his email address, sent them to him, and he said, "And I said, oh, you on Instagram?" Thinking he probably ain't on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so I tagged him in the pictures. And as we were leaving, he says, oh, I might use one of your pictures as my profile, which I thought that were quite nice. Yeah, it's nice. Lovely picture. Do you know what? I find it really comforting seeing buskers. I love buskers. Yeah. I could sit and watch them for Well, hours. we did. We just sat there, didn't we? Watching people, watching him, listening to his songs. And you know, one of my favourite people that I saw was this lady who looked older than us. So I would say she was in her 50s. She, she had a crop top on. And... Uh, some weird bottoms and then a skateboard under her arm and a, a cap she looked she was just brilliant And the skateboard is almost like a Bristol essential isn't it yeah yeah everybody yeah. seems to carry a skateboard but she didn't look like your typical skateboarder let's put it that way but no. she, she yeah she was one of my favourite people watching spots looking forward to getting back down there again today actually so we had a wander through town then and uh yeah, headed back towards the car. I felt a bit flat by that point. We called into HMV and having sang the new Manic Street Preachers song, I begged you to let me buy the album, so I bought the new Manic Street Preachers album, limited edition version. Mm-hmm. 20 quid though. And the one I wanted to get for you, because we'd heard it in the car driving down on Radio 2 yesterday, it was Michael Kuanuka's album. It's called Kuanuka. Yeah. Well, he's got two albums. Yeah. Now, they both seem to be double albums, but they both seem to only have enough songs on that you would get on one album. Yeah. So they're heavy when you pick them up. His albums are £38 each. Yeah. Now, the last time I bought vinyl, it was less than a fiver. And I'm talking about buying it from the shops. And this is by the time Virgin Megastores were around, albums were a fiver. CDs were a tenner. Yeah. But if you could still get vinyl, it was a fiver. I can't believe how much records cost these days. Yeah, no, it's, it was silly. And, like, for me, like, I've, you know, I've said before, I can... Listen, if I want to listen to it in my car, I'm going to stick it on my phone oh, anyway, so... I might get a record player in car, though. 
So then we took Betsy to a toy shop and we got her some toys because she'd been so good. And I think she's picked up on the money thing because... Oh, yeah. She's asked for a few things and there's been things that are like the teddy bears and they're eight quid and ten quid. But I, part of my thinking is getting it in suitcase. Part of me thinking is over the years we have bought a insane yeah. amounts of stuff like there's that there's no point buying for the sake of it kind of thing but then in this toy shop yesterday I think we both it went unspoken but it was like let's let her get some stuff yeah but she almost didn't want to no she yeah she kept saying oh no that's too much money yeah and I felt it broke me out a bit but she ended up coming away with some booty which were nice yeah and uh, we walked back to the car back across the uh, vomit inducing tippy bridge <laughs> and Cabot Circus and then we drove home but we went on via Thornbury because we needed to get some fire lighters Laura was promising me a decent fire last night and we needed petrol yeah for the thirsty Skoda well I'd missed this in the news over the last couple of days if you've been following the stories one of the big things is a carbon dioxide shortage which is very strange and feels like you're in an Arnold Schwarzenegger film yeah the other thing is I think because of the lack of HGV drivers, there's a petrol shortage. The government is begging people not to panic buy petrol. They're saying there's no need, there's yep. enough petrol to go around. You just might have to find a different petrol station. There are petrol stations everywhere. I've been semi-listening to this on Jeremy Vine's BBC right. Radio 2 show as we drive around. You've not picked up on it. No, I'd heard about the carbon dioxide thing and every time I've gone into a supermarket, I'm like... God, they've got nothing on their shelves. It's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, or it's... It, it's. There's definitely something going on. Yeah. It's not just newspaper headlines. But the government said, don't panic, buy your petrol. And I just didn't think about it. And then as we pulled in towards Tesco's in Thornbury, there's queues of cars getting in. Yeah. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And we went into the Tesco bit and there's queues of cars getting out. And then I realised as we went past the petrol station bit, there's a guy guiding cars into different lanes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the petrol shortage, which I think is the first you really knew about it. Yeah, and I... Do you know what? It took me back to... There was a petrol shortage... 2000. Was it 2000? Yeah. I, I was going to say 2001. That was going to be my guess. But, um, but yeah, I remember um, our boss sent all the teachers to go and get petrol before she said like you none of you are using this as an excuse not to be able to get into work so go or every, she said, let us go one by one throughout that day to go and get petrol so we'd be back well my <laughs> memories of it is it's me starting me radio career almost because they sent me out like street boy you were like you know the guy on the streets doing yeah. the live reporting and i was at a petrol station in team valley in gateshead near the uh, Angel of the North and I was buying petrol for people yeah oh, really? yeah I was at the petrol station buying petrol for people as you know for Metro Radio so yeah uh, we sat for half an hour in a queue yeah again I stuck a quick Insta story on in the time that we were there there were probably over a hundred cars waiting for petrol and this is in a sleepy little village in the middle of nowhere yeah. so felt like we were in it I mean, in a day, we've seen Extinction Rebellion yeah. doing a protest. We've seen the petrol shortages. We've seen the supermarket shortages. We're getting it all. It's like 3D news. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, 
the UK does seem to be in a little bit of a mess. Yeah, back to the cottage last night. We'd had a belly full, so we didn't really eat. You got your fire going. I got a roaring fire. Which was lovely. We watched Gogglebox, which felt like a little piece of home, a, a bit of comfort. It was weird not... We, we watched, Betsy was laid on the bed just having a, a play on her iPad. So she she wasn't down with us. And then, I missed her so bad last night. And we, So we had none of the three kids watching Gogglebox with us, which I don't think has ever happened. No. So it was really weird watching Gogglebox, just me and you. Yep. <laughs> and we watched the end of the Fred West documentary, which kind of was a bit disappointing, but you'd already read about it and I knew what were coming, I think. They pretty much didn't find anything. They weren't allowed to dig in certain places. They weren't allowed to dig. Well, this the, the, because basically it cost them over 50 grand to dig under the, the this basement of this cafe where they thought there was one particular body. Yeah. And because of that, I think that's had the knock-on effect, which is one of the reasons the police have held back with yeah. digging up the, the, the mill. I don't think they don't want to do it. I think it's... They want more there evidence. Are, no, well, there's current cases. These people don't just sit waiting for a 20-year-old murder case. No. They're working on current cases. Yeah. That's the day-to-day -day job. So while ever they're somewhere else, that money is being used there and not used on what you call an ongoing case, I think. Yeah, and they did mention the owners a few times and they've said well, that they won't let them on the land. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of a disappointing ending. And that was that, really. It was bed. We're up this morning. It's a cloudy day. But I will say, I've had a real turnaround on Bristol as a city. I, I'm enjoying being in the city and I'm enjoying people watching and... the. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live in it. No, no, no. I wouldn't want I to live I in it. I think I could probably live... I don't even think these days I'd want to live in a suburb. I think where we are... What... 20 minutes drive yeah from Bristol city centre listen to that mm -hmm. we're in the countryside uh, you've seen the pictures probably this is fine for me it's far enough away it's peaceful it's quiet we can be in there in 20 minutes it used to take me 20 minutes to get to town from my mum and dad's when I lived at home yeah into central Sheffield took, probably the same longer, for you yeah so that's plenty close enough and it's a great bit I th I'd I think if we lived here, I'd probably go into town once, maybe twice a month. Yeah. But it'd be nice to do things like shows and have the theatres and the cinemas and food. That would be lovely. Yeah. So... Yeah, but, yeah, I just think from... And it'd be interesting to see what it, Bristol is like today because if you remember, we talked about the fact it was a Saturday, which obviously is every town's busiest day. But um, it was absolutely. The, it was the first day in Bristol. If you if you're a fan of the podcast, you will have heard that one. We hated it. Well, when we were saying it was a bit chaftastic. Yeah. And then full of freshers, full of football nutters, full of drunk people at two o'clock in the afternoon. So we're going to get ready now. We're going to go in. Yeah. Since then, we've seen arty arty students and just just what we expected Bristol to be like so I think and if you're listening from Dubai remember we are we don't go out a hell of a lot in Dubai so I know there are hotels and bars where slightly younger people congregate in Dubai that have a big party scene that I know if we went to them 
we'd want to knock ourselves out with a with <laughs> yeah a chair. we'd probably sit there be saying the same thing we'd be out straight away and they'd probably to be honest all have their boobies out as well maybe they would but they're in 50 degree heat in a swimming pool whereas being in, <laughs> being in 15 degree heat in bristol yeah on a cloudy saturday there's no excuse for it <laughs> so look we're getting today tomorrow's going to be the saturday report and yep. we'll let you know if if we now appreciate it a bit more i'm hoping the rain holds off it's very threatening as i said it might not rain till later on this afternoon but i'm hoping we get a good few hours we have found a jungle golf in cabot circus so worst case scenario if it does start tiddling down we can take betsy for a game of jungle golf yeah and whack some balls around for a little while and uh <laughs> by the way we see this gay bloke yesterday as we're walking back to a cab at surface he must have been going somewhere this is not his day-to-day -day wear oh no i think it was because people recognized him i think he's one of these did you ever have like a guy the town character yeah when where I used to go to school, there was a guy that always wore little hot pants shorts, a vest top, and was always on roller skates. Yeah. And everybody knew him. Well, that's brilliant. And no disrespect to this guy, because he put a big smile on my face. But Betsy Pearl has obviously lived a very sanitised life where she's not seen much of this. So even for her, watching people walk past every day, seeing people's different styles, she loves all the clothes. Well, he was like a 60-year-old man wearing the fame kind of outfit headband he reminded me of when matt lucas does the only game the yes, village yes yes tiny hot pants and then the cropped a cropped vest top like yeah and like the dancers were did he have wings on did he have fairy wings on i'm not sure i think he had a, a rainbow effect handbag and a fluorescent pink as well he looked like bluto out of the popeye comics he was a big lad i mean he's heavier than me big belly and a big beard yeah and uh, it was approaching us from the right-hand side and we were walking with Betsy Pearl in between us and I'm like, Betsy, have a look here. And Betsy's face was a picture. She loved it. She just this hype. <laughs> she laughs like an old lady. So it made me do that. Right yeah, then. Definitely some characters. And there's going to be three more as we head into town today. Okay. So we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Shall I try and do comedy bye yes you sounded down on your bye yes and you well, went bye i think i think we've sounded like that today haven't we we i think it's the the blue sky's not come through yet no right are you ready what should i do are you gonna try a new bye byezy bye how's that <laughs> <laughs> crap have you got all else in catalogue uh au revoir no 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 no, no. you want it just to be I just almost left wanting when you do a buy on the podcast, I think. And you're the last word on the podcast. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Bye. That, no. I think it should just be you. Bye. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> the end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.